Welcome back to another episode of the Crow Pond. Joining me, Shane, of course, as always, Mr. David Edgar. Hello, David. Hello, everyone. Hi. How are we? Great. I've I've been suspended by uh, Dundee from working any matches at Dunn's Park. But uh, <laughs> outside of that, outside of that, uh, and of course back back First, back, back again, t- Mr. Todd Van Allen. Get Todd <laughs> out of the way. Hi, yes, yeah. yes, get me, get me out of the way. <laughs> Happy Administration Two, everyone. Happy yeah, Administration Two. Trust me, by the way, getting banned from Dundee is considered a, a huge bonus for anyone living in Scotland. <laughs> that's, um, well, that's why I said it, they just cut Boydie's trips to Dundee in half. They didn't. They didn't, <laughs> though. That's that's the irony. The Daily Record, uh, you know, a paper we all love here. Uh, that has been. Um, they, they misreported he wasn't banned from the stadium oh, no. and the clue well the clue that the sun to be fair to them pointed out that there is actual footage of him on the telly on saturday reporting on sky live from inside the stadium so <laughs> it, you know there was only one flaw in in, in the daily records plan which was that they didn't actually ask anyone who was involved in anything at all. So, yeah, um, bit of a blow. The other one they've done today is a belter. I thought they, they previewed the Rangers B versus Bronby game, and they said, mm-hmm. uh, here are some of the teams Rangers could get in the next round. Well, actually, no, there aren't, because the draw was already made, you fucking dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> teams know who they're going to get in the next round, you fucking idiots. I mean... Uh, yeah, like obviously I'm biased, but the, there comes a point where why do these newspapers exist? Because they, they're not getting used; they'll just fill in space. So, so why bother? You know, what what, what is the, the the point of doing that? Like, if we did a show and we just talk shit for an hour, like, oh, hang on, wait, hey, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, David, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, I'm giving, I'm inviting them backstage here, aren't I? I'm giving away the secrets. <laughs> You really want to know how the sausage is made? Okay. Yeah. All in right. this case, you really don't. You really well. I think they know. I think. I think this show is basically just ninety minutes of us making sausages in public. Aye, that's it. So I think that's essentially it. But I do have a. I, I do have a. A, a quite a, a couple of complaints this week, and you know me. You know I'm, I'm right, very I'm passive. Hold on. Yeah, very passive. Firstly, new new phone time, right? Now, phones have gone as far as phones can go, okay? Mm-hmm. That's that's a fact that they, they have, right? Well done to Apple on the invention of the iPhone back mm-hmm. in the day, and it's been improved ever since, and it's great, and I love it, don't get me wrong, but until they come up with the little 3D things, that you know, the Star Wars chess, yeah. until they come up with that, this is as far as phones can go. So they make stupid little pointless changes i'm on one of those auto refresh contracts whenever a new one comes out i just automatically get it sent right which is cool you know great camera's a bit better all of that shit but they've moved on the browser they've moved you know the the website address which used to be on the top has always been on the top is you know in any web browser in the world where do you find it's up the fucking top they've moved Mm -hmm. it to the bottom right they did now, I've mm. been using the internet for around about 25 years. Mm. This is not a habit that's going to go away quickly, Apple. 
Yeah, that 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 seems problematic. Uh-huh. It's just so fucking pointless. Right. And of course, you you know, I I complain about this, and Colin, who's a mad Apple fanboy, goes, "Oh, actually, it's because you know it takes away attention from the top of the screen where most of you are." Fuck off, Colin. I said, um, "Yeah, I don't care <laughs> if you don't care if you get COVID." To be fair, there is there is that moment, and I understand. I do, trust me, I agree with you. Should be at the top, but there are those moments where you're frantically typing something, and you're like, "I need an answer to this right now." And then the update comes in from some app that you forgot all about, mm-hmm. and just like, "Jesus fucking Christ, why am I now being taken to Untapped or some fucking bullshit beer yeah. post?" And like, "God damn it, I still need to know what this thing is on my foot." It's that. Like, well, how come? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a fair point. But would you like to update now? Nobody ever wants to update no. now. Can we just tell all app developers around no. the world? Right. No human being wants no. to update now. No, if do, we, do, if do we... it at five in the morning while I'm yes. fucking asleep. Yes. Yeah. yes. Oh, here's yes, here's the other one. You're you're you you just have a little bit of time. You want to you want to get some information. Just really quickly, like you're pressed for time, and as soon as you open up the app, you start doing like two things, and then it pops up and says, "Hey, do you like using us?" As oh, like, oh, well, I, I, did. I did until a moment ago. <laughs> yes. That is the modern cyber version of the second after they've brought you your meal. The waiter comes back and goes, is everything OK? Mm-hmm. So I tell you what, mate, you fucking eat it and report back. Right. I don't know. But you, you, you yourself brought this 20 seconds ago. How long do you think it, is take, it takes me to eat a steak? Right. It, it, <laughs> it's longer than 20 seconds. And of course, though, we don't do that. What we do is, yeah, well, lovely. Yeah, magic. Yeah, yeah, good. Hold up. <laughs> that that <laughs> is what we do. You're correct. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but that is the same with this GDPR bollocks. We use cookies on our website. We get it. And it's not their yeah. fault. It's the law. But, oh, fuck, it's right. annoying. But the, the, uh, law, the law was put into place so that we wouldn't have to deal with a lot of bullshit. And now we're dealing with a lot of bullshit every time, which is like, congratulations, the new law solves absolutely nothing, where everyone just goes, yes, fine, whatever, go, yes, give me the porn that I want. Like, it's oh, that. Yes. <laughs> Solution, yeah. search of a problem. Solution, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, the, the thing is, is like we use cookies. Well, don't your cookies remember that I said it was okay for you to use cookies? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. if um, not, that kind of defeats the purpose of cookies. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a I have another uh, pet peeve uh, about phones, and it's and it has nothing to do with the iPhone actually. Um, and it's really just it's not even a peeve. I just I feel sorry for the guy. I listen to uh, to Mark Maron's podcast WTF because he has some really really good guests on. And uh, recently there was the Norm episode, um, and uh, I I love that one of my favorite takeaways from the Norm interview from 2011. Remember this is 2011. Um, he uh, Mark said when they were talking about his gambling habit, asked him, hey, you know, so are you a degenerate gambler? He goes, well, I don't like the word degenerate. It makes it sound so horrible. Meanwhile, he dropped the word retarded 85, 85 times during that interview. Yeah. Um, it's like mm, maybe. Well, it's too late for him to get woke now. Um, but <laughs> quite literally. T- yeah, it's very late. Um, the, the latest ad copy that Mark Marin now needs to read. And keep in mind, he's just a few years older than me. It's for the the new Galaxy quasi flip phone that that, they've got coming out. And I just love hearing him read the copy because I can't imagine how much bile he's swallowing as he starts (laughs) talking about 
you, taking your selfie life to the next level and <laughs> making sure you have post worthy photos. Um, you don't, it just like all these kind of like, like millennial buzzwords. And I'm just like, I just love picturing him sitting there going, if I, I if I just say three more words, I get more cat food. That's all I need to think about. I just no, need more cat food. Just, just get his, as a side, if I remember this right, it's episode 777. Yep. The only one I remember the number is the uh, John Lorquette episode, which is oh, okay. one of the best podcasting episodes I've ever heard in my life. If you're yes. a guy Shit. who's ever Shit. dealt with like drugs or alcohol and yeah. also love Night Court, yes, go Shit. listen Shit. to that shit. Yeah. Shane, we are a podcast. Stop fucking telling people to go there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I, like I assume they're like me, and this is all they do all day anymore. Either yeah. record or listen. Yeah, yeah. Well, Martin says that about me that one of our most popular shows, actually, non football shows, is called The History Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just, you know, discuss like Martin and I, big history buffs, and um, he says it's the only way to have a conversation with me. Uh, is to re- say that we'll record it. <laughs> record. Yeah, because uh, otherwise, you're like, can I phone you? No, no, you mm-hmm. can't. Um, what is well, he? he? He says that if he says, well, we'll podcast, I'll go, all right then. The, that is literally three quarters of the content of my Comedy Above the Pub podcast. <laughs> it is it is publicists coming, hey, my client did a thing. Can you talk about the thing? And I go, okay, fine. And then it's like, um, people that I genuinely like reach out to and like, oh, I've always wanted so and so on the podcast, and then night the, the the rest of it, which is a huge like lion share of it, is uh, I haven't talked to my funny buddy in a while. Let's record it. Yeah, that's yeah. what this is. That's that's <laughs> yeah. what this show is. Is like I'll talk to my two mates. You know, mm-hmm. so this is this is exactly what this is, and that's why I think people like it because um, it must be I mean, fuck those. Why else? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, unless they, 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 I think they are hanging on for the hate flags guy. I think they want to see how that oh, ends. Yeah. Uh, I no suspect up- it ends with you not being here one week after we see an incident on the news. But right. Uh, yeah, right. uh, it's it's Texas man in Ottawa. That will be the headline. Um, and then you'll see a guy being carried away in cuffs. And then there's just police tape in a bag. Um, and then you can go. That's Todd. Look at that guy. <laughs> Look at that yeah. son of a bitch. Hey, I have. Damn. I have no. I know that guy. I have. Uh, I have no updates. I have no updates on uh, on uh, hateflags.com. Uh, so we're we're still flying the come take this cannon if you like our antiques. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's probably probably for the best. But he's gonna have to go some to to outdo the cannon. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's quite a. That that's one to look forward to. My other moan this week is I went to the cinema. Which oh yeah, 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 first, yeah, of course. Yeah, first first time since since lockdown, mm-hmm. and it was actually for a movie that I promised a friend I would go and see with him um, at the start of lockdown, and that's it just out now, uh, and it's a Sopranos movie, mm-hmm. which of course is I think you guys are just getting it straight to HBO, aren't you? Uh, uh, well, it comes out in theaters too, but we do get it. Uh, I, I, I will not be going to the theater. So. No, no. Um, but it was <laughs> nice because it's a new cinema. It's something Glasgow. All the seats are recliners, which is very pleasant. Uh-huh. Uh, went and been a long time since you know the popcorn and the nachos and stuff. And um, I mean, admittedly, I forgot that I would need to sell a kidney to yeah to buy right. them. But but even I, so, I'd assume prices are even more elevated now. Also, yeah. So. Well, yes. Uh, and weird, six pounds fifteen 
for popcorn. I mean, why the 15? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it seems a random amount. Six that, pounds that's your butter surcharge? It could <laughs> be. It could be. It could be. Ah, you see what, what happened is you, you asked for sweet. Okay, how much is salted? £6.15, but you asked for salt. Right, got you. Right, um, right. But so I went in. Um, very pleasant. So Sopranos movie. Now, one of my pet peeves, I, I, I'm a Sopranos fan, but I'm not a Sopranos nut. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I I watched the series. I, I've watched it a couple of times go around, but I don't, you know, read up on articles on it. I haven't followed the genesis of this movie. Okay. I just, you know, I just, uh, I, I, I just, you know, like the Sopranos, wanted to go and see this film. So the trailer for this bears zero resemblance to what it actually is, which I think is cheating. Okay. I think is is unfair. Uh, the seller, I mean, the, the trailer actually opens with Tony Soprano, how it began. It's mm-hmm. not. It's okay. not. Okay. Um, Yes, Tony Soprano as a youngster is in it, but he's very much a secondary character. It's yeah. about Chris Moltisanti's dad, Dickie, who is brilliant, who's absolutely yeah. brilliant. But the other problem with it is, is that it's clearly a 10-part TV show that they stuck into two hours. Okay. And that means that there's loads of storylines that you're really interested in that don't actually go anywhere because they've got no time for it to, to go anywhere. And speaking to friends who've seen it, uh, and reading online, I think there's a bit of a Phantom Menace thing going on at the moment, which is <laughs> people have been so looking forward to it that they so want to go and see it that they go in and the first time they go, that was brilliant. And, and yeah, there's loads of nods to Sopranos fans and there's loads right, of lovely right, little... Right. It'll make no sense at all, by the way, if you're not a Sopranos fan. Don't take a friend who's a non-Sopranos fan and assume that it'll stand alone for them. They won't have a fucking clue what half of it is. Right. But it, it's... It's it's just cheating. Don't do it. If you'd said to me, I would still have gone to see it. If you'd said, oh, by the way, this is about Dickie Montesanto. Um, the actor, uh, I think his, his name's Alessandro Nivola, is superb. Like, mm-hmm. genuinely brilliant. Ray Liotta's in it. He's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, there's loads of great stuff. Uh, the guy from, you know, the bald guy from the first series of House of Cards, the one that... Uh, yep. Yeah, yep, yep. yeah. He, um, he plays... Oh, Doug. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doug, yeah. yeah. He plays he plays uh, Junior. Yeah, and he's, Cor- uh, yeah, Corey Stoll. That's who it is. Yeah, and he's terrific. Yeah. And the the they got the mother, Tony's mother, absolutely superb because they didn't play her as an old bag. They played her as a younger bag, which is <laughs> you, you know like, yeah. rather than you know that that you could totally see how a woman who was like this would develop into Tony's mm-hmm. mother. But they, they, they nailed that. But there were so many other characters that came in, like Tony's dad, and you were like, I want to see more of him. It's mm-hmm. it, it's so clearly a series that they've just thought, right, fuck it, we'll batter it down to two hours. And you just left the cinema, well, I left the cinema utterly frustrated. Right. So, right, sorry if I've uh, ruined that for well, anybody. I'm waiting, it comes out this weekend on HBO Max. I'll be quite yeah. happy. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, look, it's worth seeing, right? Yeah. Because there's loads of stuff. It's beautifully shot. It's really well acted. There's some really cool scenes in it. It just left you kind of. It was like right. my six five, fifteen popcorn. By the end of it, I sort of regretted it. I know. I know you were dissatisfied with it, but you just have to know that David Chase has still not stopped coming from being able to finally make a movie because that's <laughs> all he ever wanted to do. And when he sold. Uh, the Sopranos as a TV show, 
it was put to him as like, okay, I, it, he was like, you got a TV show because I don't want a TV show, even though he was about to break open everything that we knew about television and just completely change it. Uh, he was like, I, I just want to make movies. And he goes, you're making a movie. It's just 10 hours long. Oh, exactly. okay. And uh, he, like, what I love about David Chase when, when he started out with Sopranos is just how much he dragged his feet on this and how much he told the executives at HBO to fuck off. Because, <laughs> he, like, I think second episode is where he's taking uh, Meadow to um, to universities and he sees that guy that, that was the rat. So he chases him. Yeah. Sorry about the spoilers, folks. That's uh, the first episode. Yeah, the, the guy yeah. in the park. We had yeah. coffee. Yeah. I, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm able to spoil a show that predates 9-11. So I, uh, so he, he wanted to kill the guy and the executives went, no, you can't kill a guy two episodes in. He goes, well, I'm going to kill him because he's a rat. And that's what you do with rats. You can't kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he killed him. Right. Um, sure. And that Josh, episode. Josh in the parking. Yeah. And uh, that episode uh, got them their first Emmy. And oh, that when, was the one that hooked me. It, yeah. that was absolutely. I remember that. It just yeah. I, vividly sitting watching. It was a Wednesday night on Channel Four. It was showing here at first mm-hmm. at ten p.m., which is not a great slot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually my my girlfriend at the time said, "I want to watch the thing, The Sopranos." And I must admit, I, again, I hadn't heard of it, or read of it, so I assumed it was some sort of opera bullshit, right? right? Yes, you know, three <laughs> tenors or something like that. And she went, "No, no, it's it's, it's a bit of mafia." I went, oh, you you have my interest. Mm-hmm. And then that scene, that one, and he explains that Doctor Melfi says to him. Um, look, I know where you live, so I can't hear about any illegal. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, like I know what who you are, yeah, and yeah, he yeah. said, no, "No, no, no, we had coffee." And what he means by that is <laughs> they are sitting in the car with coffee when they spot the rat, and then yeah, they bolt yeah. after him and give him and, 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 and do him in. Yeah. But I, I see that's the that that that's kind of weird that he he does it because he writes. Yeah, and you could clearly see here he writes he writes series, but it's interesting what you said there about breaking up TV. He actually ruined movies for me. I can only really watch right. now something that's funny or you know Marvel, you know big big right. explosives and silly because they can't do after The Wire and The Sopranos. I can't get into a movie because the character well, depth isn't. They can't do it. They don't right. have the time. Well, it's not well see, that's why I'm like, why? Because uh, what's his name with, uh, with Breaking Bad? Vince. Uh, Vince. Uh, oh, uh, Vince Gilligan. Yeah, he did this too. Cause they do the yeah. El Camino thing. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, you're trying to tell. You know, like I said, it's like a whole season story arc, but you want to cram it in two hours. Yeah. Why? My my, <laughs> my my favorite thing about El Camino is, and and I feel so sorry for Jesse Plemons because he had obviously bulked up for another role. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, for, for whatever reason, you just like you have to suspend disbelief that uh, in between Jesse escaping, <laughs> like over the course of Jesse escaping while he's uh, still being tormented by uh, Meth Damon, that yeah. um, Meth just <laughs> Meth Damon just kind of snuck out one day and ate I don't know forty five pounds of donuts like yeah. that like there was no explanation but I just. Uh... I, I would have felt sorry for him if it hadn't been for the fact he did that crying video about racism. You know, the right. one with uh, Sarah Paulson yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and Gal Gadot and stuff. And it was like, what the fuck is it? Conclusive proof 
that even during lockdown, if you ask actors to act even a teeny tiny little bit, mm. they become like calculon. Right. Um, and they've, they've they've got to they've got to give it the full okay. on as, dramatic. As, as someone who uh, spent a year and a half doing shows in his basement talking to a camera, I fucking get it. I get that. <laughs> no, um. Actors unfortunately just have no. They've got no self control when it comes to to the amount that they need to act and it, it was very much and you know I'm, I'm from Britain I grew up watching there was a lot of kind of British theatre stars were on TV mm-hmm. and my fucking god those guys brilliantly sent up by Ricky Gervais and extras you know yeah 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 they, they, they would appear on like children's show and you would think they were at the national fucking theatre right <laughs> give it giving it their best mercutio you know it was like mm-hmm. Jesus Christ mate you're, you're playing a witch who lives in a castle that made yeah. a pink cheese right you mm-hmm. don't need to quite go into that sort of whoa friends romans yeah. well but, it's, it's yeah. it, like even that little moment where he plays the the slug thing on doctor who yeah like it's yeah. it's that it's that moment where you just see all the melodrama all the time um it, yeah I, I i i get there's there's actually I, I would turn you guys towards this it's a great book called difficult men and it basically chronicles Sopranos, Breaking Bad, The Wire, sort of how they basically deconstructed and reconstructed television into the golden age. And that it's, uh, yeah, it's it's a fantastic read. Um, and it just also paints James Gandolfini as this horrible, poor character that was just just engulfed in the character that he portrayed because it didn't leave him. Like he... Um, when when they would rap on set, as soon as he left the trailer, as soon as he left the 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 shoot, um, people would see him outside and go Tony, and then uh, demand to have drinks with him and and just you know engulf him into in, into flame and fame. Whereas Edie Falco put on a ball cap and a hoodie and snuck away. And yeah. No, I, that, that's that's one of the difficulties when you play such an iconic character. But it, there's a a show called the Episodes um, with Matt Damon, uh, yeah. Matt uh, LeBlanc, sorry, uh, yeah. and uh, and they send that up brilliantly. But it's also quite sad in a way that just he's he's just crashed his car and he gets out and someone goes, "Oh, you all right? Hey, how you doing?" And he's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and and his his British friend goes, "Wow, how fucking inappropriate is that?" And he's like, "Look, don't." Because otherwise it doesn't end well. They'll just go on social media, or they'll go to like entertainment mm-hmm. tonight and tell them what an mm-hmm. asshole I was. You right. just need to smile and get on with it. And you thought, my God, these people are trapped forever. Yeah. And and yeah. it's brilliant because, it, it, as he said in the show, he says, you know, it paid for this house. Um, yeah. But you you're right. You, you just you don't get away from oh. it whatsoever. There is um uh if if you listen to the Breaking Bad. Better Call Saul Insider Podcasts. Um, they're hey, you're mo- fucking doing it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but this is this is an older one, and it's very specific to watching a specific show. Very different from the quality pattern that they get week after week on this show. Um, there came a moment where Vince Gilligan, he does this show where they break down an episode. That, like, you know, basically is like, you know, okay, episode airs, they talk about it. Episode airs, they talk about it. Um, so if you're just getting into Breaking Bad, I would suggest finding this thing. It's called the Breaking Bad Insiders Podcast. Vince Gilligan had to come on at one point during the podcast and went, 
I know people who listen to this aren't doing it. But for the love of God, will you please stop throwing pizza on the roof of the house of the people that live there? (laughs) You know, I know you want to do it. It's Mm -hmm. dumb. They have to clean up pizza every single week. Please stop throwing pizza on the roof of the house. (laughs) Yeah, You're stuck there and and you can't get away. I mean, well done to actors who who can and maybe have, you know, more than, but they're rare. Most, most people will get a character like that once mm-hmm. if they're lucky, you know, once in their lives. But yeah, no, the, the, it was, it was, it was quite eerie at times because his, his son, you know, was just a superb idea mm-hmm. to put, to, to, to get James Gandolfini's son in it. And then there are times you're just looking at him and it's like, wow, yeah. you know, it's understandably, but then knowing the story adds a kind of, a level of, of pathos to it mm-hmm. but uh no it was as i say just a kind of strange experience for me because it was sort of like a compendium of snippets of the greatest hits getting played you know like you mm-hmm. know you would get 40 seconds of this and then they'd move on to something else and anytime there was a bit of new material that was interesting it sort of ended quickly to go back to to something and they just like i say there's there was clearly a brilliant series in it yeah and you know the, you would it just left you kind of wanting a wee bit more, which in a way is not mm-hmm. not the worst thing, I suppose. For yeah. so they'll certainly be follow. I mean, there's no doubt they'll be able to chum one of these bad boys out now, every few years. You were you were in the VIP uh, theater, like the smaller one with the fancier seats and the whole bit. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I am with you on this. I'm now. I I, I used to be like you know. Uh, oh yeah, I'll go watch a movie with the plebs. Now no, I am no, in cozy <laughs> seats. You bring me some chicken fingers before the thing. <laughs> I want a pint of steam whistle, and we're gonna have this out. You you and, cannot go back once no. once you're there. It, yeah. yeah, it's it's so, it's like the pass is a foreign country, and so mm-hmm. is the pleb seats. So in Toronto, every theater, every multiplex cinema had a VIP. Right. Every single one. That's what we're used to. It didn't matter where we were going to go. We would hit a VIP and that was it. Uh, I did a quick scan today just like, oh, let's see what's playing around. Maybe we should start thinking about, you know, heading out again. We're double vexed. You know, we got the passport thing going, which is so hard to forge in Canada. There's no way that's going to bite us in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, all you need is white out and a pen. Um, kind of similar here as well. It's a PDF yeah, that you can alter. Same thing. Same thing. Um, yeah. Shane, you've turned into Doctor Who. Yeah. He, he Shane was coming in from the other side of the Death Star. Yeah. yeah. Uh, negative. Negative. It just hit the surface. Um. So I did a. <laughs> I did a. I did a. Did a quick search of all the VIP cinemas in uh, in Ottawa. Uh, there's one. 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 <laughs> So we are we we have to make a special pilgrimage every time that we want to go see something in 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 a modicum of comfort. See, we didn't get something you guys will have grown up with was, I'm sure, multiplexes, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of as cinemas are now. But we we didn't get multiplexes till the 90s, really, in Scotland. Oh, Uh, yeah. No, it it was genuinely you'd have like a small cinema that would have maybe one or two screens mm-hmm. and they certainly didn't go for, you know, huge seats or any of that sort of nonsense. And there would be like a little concession girl who would come out. There would, there would be an interval in the movie. Mm-hmm. It would stop after like 45 minutes and this little concession girl would come out and sell ice cream and stuff. And, they, mm-hmm. you know, and, and people could smoke, which yes. just, 
seems so bizarre now. Yeah. It seems so. And then I remember the first time I went to one of these newfangled multiplex things because they all seem to spring up. You know, once once one opens, and there was one uh, the showcase at Linwood, which people in in the west of Scotland will know. Mm-hmm. Um, which I still retain a lot of fondness, and it was your proper American style cinema, which we were right. aware of. You know, we'd grown up, ironically, seeing them in movies, and then to go back to these wee dingy, you know, really dank, mm-hmm. small, smoke-filled cinemas was just a non. Right. You know, it was just a non-possibility. So then they all died. But the idea as well of being able to go to a cinema and there were like ten movies on—that was unheard mm-hmm. of. That right. was absolutely unheard of. Uh, you would genuinely get the blockbuster movie, and then there would be one that would run for a week, and then another mm-hmm. that would run for a week, and that was right. that was how it went. Sure, okay, so you didn't have a choice of ten, but what you did have was, hey, you want to have a pint before this thing starts? That you had, and we no, just no, not, we just started getting yeah. that. No, no, that wasn't that wasn't Casey. I mean, it was Scotland, so there were like five bars. In okay. the 200 yards before you got to the cinema right, right, right. But, but no no in the in the cinema it wasn't it wasn't really the the, the done thing now um the, the, the kind of starting to do it a bit more the only problem is is that scottish people don't necessarily react well to situations where they can get alcohol um, <laughs> so you, I, I remember going my ex-wife made me go and see the third lord of the rings i fucking hate the okay. lord of the rings right i hate the books my dad loves them so he tried right. to kind of foist them on me as a kid and i hate them i think they're utter bilge and it's just you know it's why i was so surprised that i like game of thrones because normally dungeons and dragons shite brings me out in hives right i fucking hate it um walking trees all that pish not mm-hmm. for me at all but my ex-wife who knew how, i was kind of a bit like a trained dog right that mm-hmm. she knew how to so she said to me, oh, we're going to see this movie, Lord of the Rings 3. And I'm like, oh, just go yourself. I'm not. And she went, no, please come with me. Um, we'll go We'll go, to the, we'll go in the afternoon and then we'll go to the pub after it. Okay, great, right? So I goes into cinema, four o'clock sitting on a Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, great, this will be done in two hours. We'll be in the pub at six. So six comes movie still fuck it i mean it, it doesn't appear to be getting anywhere near a conclusion mm-hmm. seven comes right, i'm losing the plot slightly here you know. <laughs> now anyone who's seen lord of the rings 3 will know that it has what can only be termed as four false endings yes right it it hits a crescendo and then goes on then it hits another one and you think well that must be it and it goes on then there's another <laughs> At the third one, I stood up and shouted, just fucking end! And (laughs) several men in the cinema clapped. And I know that sounds like an end of hope, because no, no, no. The whole cinema didn't applaud. The whole cinema didn't applaud. But certain certain men did who were clearly like me. It was a Saturday night, desperate for a pint. My wife, of course, went, oh, I'm so embarrassed. And I went, I'm going to take this opportunity that's been offered to storm out. It's worth a fight right now to get to the pub. And I went, oh, fuck this, I'm out of here. And just bolted and went to the boozer. But honest to fuck, man, four hours in a cinema... (laughs) To watch that steaming pile of utter tub was just no, no fucking wonder we got divorced. I just I, that's not what I pictured you screaming at the screen during Return of the King. I was fully expecting. I wish you had fucking stayed there. Uh. And, and she was getting annoyed at me for asking questions about it. I was like, uh, so the the wee dwarves. She went, they're not dwarves, they're hobbits. Little dwarves. And she's like, well, they're not. Okay. 
they're gay then. And she went, no, they're not gay. I said, they really look, they really seem gay. I mean, he's touching his mate's face. And she went, well, just, just because he's, it's a tender moment. I, if I tenderly touch my mate's face, the next tender touch would be his fist on my nose. Aye, right, yeah. just, I'm like, they're, they're quite clearly gay. And she's like, shut up, shut up, they're not gay. Right? And then the guy, Agaron or whatever the fuck his name is, you know, uh-huh. he's, he's prancing about on a horse and I'm like, who's this cunt? And <laughs> it just, fucking, you know, and it just it continued. Then the walking tree started. And I'm like, how the fuck can a tree work? Then Gandalf and he's different colours. And I'm like, what? And she's like, well, that's Gandalf the Great. What the fuck? So he puts on a different bathrobe and he becomes a different guy. That's not how it works. She's like, you like Star Wars? And I'm like, yeah, because it's much better than this pish. So then, <laughs> so then she told me to shut up, right? Then I'm starting to get looks from people in the cinema. And I mean, I'm an alcoholic. I've been promised the pub right. and, I'm not, and I'm not in the pub, right? I'm in a bad <laughs> mood. And I'm just sitting there like a fucking teenager, just kind of, what the fuck is this pish? And I couldn't believe, because people, so, people were dressed up in these characters' costumes. And I'm like, did you know hey listen whatever floats your boat i just these are people in my opinion who can't risk putting their their computers into pc world for repairs that's all i'm saying yeah yeah is my mic back am i good now yeah yeah Yeah, you're you're fine you're fine you're fine i okay so you going on that rant is what i picture would happen if uh the they expanded the mcu such that the punisher was one of the characters where he just kind of stumbles out, you know, Dr. Strange is just, you know, circled every one, every one of the forces up against Thanos and whoever the fuck he's brought along to play with. And then like out of this one small circle, the Dr. Strange is made out stumbles a very hungover Frank Castle who just, you know, wins <laughs> in the sun and just, you know, checks his guns, make sure they're fine. And goes, who's this cunt? And then yeah. takes a run at him. It just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that would, that would be exactly it. You know, it'd be like Sin City meets meets uh, the the Marvel universe which I think would be which is a crossover I think we're all waiting for yeah. quite frankly but uh, like listen I like my my childish things as as people know I mean Celtic mm-hmm. fans are obsessed at the moment with the fact that I own wrestling belts which is just you know I don't <laughs> I, I don't wear them they're decorations they sit on the wall you know as they should be <laughs> yeah well maybe I should wear it more often but nope, um nope that's I, fine I, I do have to thank, there's a number of Rangers fans I've seen, because people are sending me these mail, like a Celtic fan will say, I, you know, David, Ed, I fuck knows why they're so obsessed with me, but um, David Edgar lives in uh, his mum's loft. I'd love to live in my mum's loft, but my wife wouldn't bear it, wouldn't wear it. So yeah. this guy just went, David lives in a massive house with his wife and all his disposable income. And I just want to thank that guy. Because as a clamping goes, that was absolutely beautiful. So if you're listening, I really appreciated that one. It was just magnificent work. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so we all like childish stuff. Jesus Christ, why are we doing this? Because we all are obsessed yeah, with a living, yeah, yes. a living strangers who play, you know, who kick a bag of air around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can affect our week for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. Right? Hey, 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 you know, as bad as it was this weekend, at least they didn't fuck it up. So. <laughs> I, was, I was quite happy with that. Yes. That Very happy. Feeling, that feeling at 4.53, because that was when it was on Saturday, when the ref blew the final whistle, and it was exactly what you just described. It was, I oh, thank fuck for that. That's the weekend not ruined. And then, of course, the weekend, you'll get just better the next day, because they fuck it up. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you're... Oh, but it'll be I got to go to my second 
post-lockdown concert and get paid hey! for Although, I will note, while I was at the concert, obviously I didn't know about this till you know, like the next morning when I was catching up on news and everything. Uh, one person was murdered and two more injured in a shooting, like, right across the main street. Remember last year when there was a shooting that I could hear really, really mm -hmm. close, and I drew you guys the little map? Showed, right. showed <laughs> it was right about there. So it was, uh, you know, I, I, could, I could almost see it out my back door right. uh, had I been home. So I think just, people just should, good should avoid that spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, just, hey, just hey, what you The problem might be solved now. So I could be, I could be okay. Presumably, I mean, <laughs> after you kill one of them, you're kind of, you're kind of done. I don't know. Mm, um, well, the fact there's been a second murder there doesn't really support that. Well, yeah, but no, but last year, last year there wasn't a murder. Last year there was an attempted murder. See? Oh right, ah. right. So they, they just bided their time and then. Yeah. You know, you got you got to play it real coy. You know, you what got, are you sideshow Bob trying to get out of it now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what is it? Attempted murder? Yeah, exactly. I ask you. Um, no, it's, it just seems a little. You know, I suppose you, you you need to be quite blasé about it, but personally, that's a spot I would I would have on my. I'm not going there list. Do not travel. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Do not. No flags on that one. I think right. that would. We definitely fit into that. It, it, it's interesting though, because my first thought when you said, "Yeah, I was at the gig and I got paid for it," I was like, "Oh, he's not hooking again, is he?" Oh, <laughs> that was great. Mm -hmm. That was awful. Let's just say it was that guy, you know. And that was the first indoor one. It's obviously right. like cheap trick, and that whole thing was a big outdoor festivaly type mm -hmm. bullshit. Which I, I just, I don't, I don't like outdoor shows yeah, as either. a rule. They're not. It's not great. It's never great, and, and that weekend was like ninety-five degrees. So you know what? And you, you thirty-five plus. So you can't get the sound right because sound no. needs to bounce. It needs to bounce off the roof onto yep. the crowd. It's why a sound check so difficult. Because yeah. and it's why I, I I don't think I've ever been to a gig in my life where during mm. the first song the 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 singer isn't pointing up. You know, to yeah. the sound man to point at the monitor and point up because it is. It's about bouncing off all the roofs. That's the, the or the the surfaces. That's the skill of it. And of course, you you cannot do that at yeah. an outdoor an outdoor show. I was supposed to be going to a gig on Saturday night and I forgot. Yeah, was it? <laughs> it was from the Jam, which is Bruce Fox. Oh, right, the, right. Yeah, yeah, kind of Jam. You know, I was going to say Jam tribute. Can you do a tribute if you were in the band? But anyway, sure. uh, it's basically like a wellerless Jam. But it's like, look, it's a really good fun night if you're mm -hmm. a Jam fan. And they're very good. Uh, and, um, it was at the QMU. And, I mean, it had been, I'd kind of lost track a little bit of it because it had been, you know, rescheduled several times, mm -hmm. obviously. But I'm sitting there Saturday night, either the nice Saturday or Rangers 1, just sitting watching uh, yeah. football. There was a brilliant game on Saturday night, Brentford-Liverpool. It was a fantastically entertaining yeah. football match. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting quite happy waiting for match of day. And I went, oh, bugger, I've got a gig now. Um, in fact, I look at my watch and I think, actually, it'll be finished by... Uh, and so I went through and I said to Sally, and I said, you know, we, we had a gig tonight. She went, oh, bugger. And I was like, well, why didn't you remind me? And she went, why didn't you remind me? And I said, right. uh, mm -hmm. I think we've discovered the reason neither of us reminded each <laughs> <laughs> other. There is, speaking, speaking of tribute bands, I don't know if you guys have, have watched the Kaminsky Method on... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On, Michael uh, Douglas. On, uh, Michael Douglas. Yeah. Uh, we hit the episode yesterday where they're in an Indian casino 
and uh, it's Freddie Money and the Loose Change. <laughs> and uh, they're they're having dinner in the in the bar, and Freddie Money is on stage, and uh, it sounds exactly like Eddie Money singing Two Tickets to Paradise. And by the way, if you if you have any love at all for Alan Arkin, you watch this show. Like yeah. it is just. I don't know. I don't know why they put like I know why they put Michael Douglas as the as the face of it because he's the big star, but you get to see Alan Arkin, Alan Arkin, his way through every scene, and it is just fucking delightful. Like when Eddie Money or Freddie Money is singing, "I got two tickets to paradise." He just goes, "I only need one," and uh, <laughs> and so it's. It, it, I got to the thing. It's like Jesus. Like is his brother playing? Like so I looked it up. It's like Freddie Money, and I kind of got all these links back to the episode, and then they cover it in the episode, which is uh it, um. Uh, they they start talking. He goes, "Oh yeah, this is Eddie Money." And goes, "Shh, Eddie Money has tax problems. Freddie Money <laughs> is free and clear." <laughs> <laughs> See that? That's uh, listen. I I'm a uh, Eddie Money. Some of his stuff is is so eighties that it that it hurts. But yeah, there's a there's a certain joy to that. I think that's one of the reasons why you like. Um, somebody it's interesting that you brought it up because somebody just to to bring our subjects together what we've been talking about there was a thread on Fall Fall about movies that updated badly, okay, and somebody was talking about Michael Mann's early stuff and said it's dated badly because of the soundtrack because it's got these you know heavy synth and somebody else well Scarface is the same it's got these yep. really you know eighties and I'm like but no that that's a part of the the joy of it surely mm-hmm. yeah. that, that's a part of you know it, it yeah it dates it but. But not many have been made yesterday. Same as you know, you go back and you watch movies, you know, from from the forties and the fifties and the sixties, whatever. The, the, the part of that surely is the sound, and it's the same with music. You know, people go, "Oh, it's eighties production, good. It was made in nineteen eighty four. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'd like it to sound like that." The uh, one of my favorite memories of Terminator is actually a part of the soundtrack. And it's, uh, again, spoiler alert, uh, you know, spoilers coming ahead. It's when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is about to kill Sarah Connor's roommate accidentally. And she constantly has her Walkman on. So she just got done banging a guy and she goes to make a sandwich and she puts on the, the headphones and hits play. And it's this synth pop German song, which just has a chorus of it's a mistake. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a mistake. <laughs> And uh, that's what that we call the biz a, a little on the nose. <laughs> it's when he shoots her and she just explodes over the yeah. bed. That's absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. It's such a great scene. I was I was actually watching uh, Terminator 2 the other mm-hmm. night. And again, people might go back and say, well, you know, the effects look a bit cheesy now. And I'm like, I, I don't yeah. think they do. I think yeah. that they, they shoot what the mood and the framing and the, the style of the movie is. But then these are the type of people that would go back and watch The Wizard of Oz and go, you know those 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 scenes are painted. Of course they're fucking painted. <laughs> CGI back then was a calculator. They were yes. unlikely to be able to come up. And it yeah, just, j- it j- looks, just a reminder that Ghostbusters won the Academy Award for special effects. That's right. Yeah, and at the time, it blew my mind. You know, at the, at the time, this, it was just... It was at a time when we would turn our calculators upside down and write boobs. Or boobless. Still yeah. funny. Boobless, yeah. Still yeah. funny. I'm sorry that that and in fact I think more of our listeners will have tight, turned a calculator upside down to spell boobless than yeah. will have in fact done a sum on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, we all know it's six nine two 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 five one times eight, right? 
yeah, face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, 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 like that's that's the simple choice of it. I remember mm-hmm. at school actually going into third year, they made us all buy a scientific calculator. You had to buy a scientific mm-hmm. calculator. There isn't a fucking human being alive knows what those fucking things are for. Uh, oh yeah, no, they, no, yeah. I, I know yeah. what it's for. Yeah, so do I. Snake. While my uh, while, while, <laughs> while my geometry uh, uh, teachers up there trying to show me shit I don't care about. Yeah. Well, sorry, sorry guys, uh, uh, hand, hands up here. I that's my degree. So yeah. Well, I, how to make scientific calculators? No, not how to make them. How to how to use them? That was the. Uh, I can't. Yeah. That 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 is an absolute racket that Texas Instruments has going on too. Oh, oh yeah. you bet! Holy yes, it is. They're like 180 bucks now. Yeah. Yeah, every kid. I, I mean, I don't know. Every single kid one. in America has to have one. Every single kid in America has to have mm-hmm. one. That's that. Well, in, in UK as well, and it was all Texas Instruments. You were absolutely spot on. Yep. You've cornered the market here as well. There are two things I think, two businesses that people don't get into that we should maybe look at getting into. One is tech. Uh, one is Texas Instruments. One is scientific calculators. The other is protractors. Uh, now, no, no, no. See, but protractors are the the, the, the scientific calculator. It's just like school textbooks. They, they make arbitrary changes like every two to three years. And then the one that your brother had isn't worth shit. You got to yeah, get the new true. one because that's the one on the list for the year. Well, that's I've it. been I've been carrying a protractor in my back pocket since 1984, waiting for somebody to ask me. To, <laughs> Sir, you have can- they have an emergency need. Yeah, they have an emergency need to work out whether or not it's an isosceles or an equilateral triangle. Right. And after forty years, nobody has yet done it. I was promised at school that this shit was important. I was promised that this was a skill that I would be able to take forward. You did a degree in it, and you're a fucking comedian. They mm-hmm. lied. They lied to us <laughs> about. Being, they should stop maths. Right at the age of seven. See, once you can do your 12 times table, you're mm-hmm. fucking set. Okay, that's <laughs> all you need to do. That's, that's, uh, that's done. That's the old norm joke, right? What, what, what you need to teach uh, sixth grade math? It's great. The, or seventh grade. Seventh grade education, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's exactly it. It's, it's, there's no need for it. But, yeah, I'd never really thought it takes into me. They keep their head down, don't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, they just, they just oh, no, make a fucking we, fortune. We've got they're, one they're, here. They're, they're cahoots with big battery. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and but really big battery. Yeah. Um, the uh, they they actually have, like, uh, like we're, we sort of live near what's known as, like, the Ottawa Tech Hub. Because there's, like, all kinds of, like, dot-com, like... You drive you drive by the 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 complexes and you just see the names that are just like a jumble of vowels and letters that make no sense yeah. like Skirmpy P you know okay fine <laughs> but, but like kind of tucked in away is like what does Skirmpy P do oh we do file management and blah blah I'm bored already um, but there's Texas Instruments is in there and it's just yeah. like this little little place right back in the corner where they just have I guess stockpiles of batteries and buttons making and a fortune. Just, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just quite, that's what you do get into something the, so, at university I did um, English and history right and the biggest fucking scam going is every year they give you your your reading list that's mm-hmm. the compulsory you know you have to go and buy these books it's it's not a it, hold on get, 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 a guess what this noise is that's that's a, a Texas Instruments calculator I just pulled out of my desk drawer. Nice. <laughs> See, they're obligatory. But they, they would make you 
Like, you know, they would make you buy these books, right? And, and a lot of them are the books that you're going to be reading, you know, or mm-hmm. the textbooks of the, yeah. the subject within history you're studying. But every year, your lecturer would put in as a compulsory book one he'd written. Oh, no, no, no. It. See, that's the oh. biggest book. When your professor has written a textbook, fuck that shit. It's a scam. <laughs> yeah. Right, because it's never referred to for the whole fucking year. By yeah. the way, once you've paid your, you know, and and academic books as well are a complete rip. People are maybe who maybe not going to uni are thinking, well, you know, David, it was, you know, what, fifteen quid? No, forty four ninety five. Right, academic books. <laughs> I, I mean, oh yeah, I was I was two hundred quid once for an academic. That yeah. was a compulsory well, purchase. No, and, 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 oh no, they'll buy them back. Yeah, they'll buy them back mm-hmm. for about six quid. Six what, quid, what yeah. You do? You know what? Just have fun with it. Like you know, at the at the end of the first class, you know the 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 is like okay, that's it. Bell rings, whatever it is, and he's wiping you know the his notes off the board with the chalk brush. He just very sheepishly go up to the front of the room, and go, "Excuse me, sir, would you mind signing my copy?" And then just watch an academic come in his pants. That's <laughs> all you need to do. I, I, I had a I had a history professor. He he read. I will give this guy credit, right? This is one of the best classes I took. It was like a, a 200 level history course, mm-hmm. um, uh, like an American history survey course. And the guy told us, he's like, one, my TA does like 98% of the heavy lifting. He goes, two, the only two days I take attendance are the midterm and the final, and I know you're here because he took the test. He goes, outside of that, I don't really care if you show up. I wrote the textbook, but it's on CD, so it's only $35. And no, you can't sell it back at the end of the year, but it's probably still a hundred dollars less than you're going to pay for somebody else's book. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, okay, we're we're fine, man. Me and you are cool. <laughs> that's, that's good. We're good. Uh, I'm happy. I'll take that one." One of the weirdest uh, things I've ever seen is I went to, and I don't want this to sound heavy in case it does, but um, there was a a guy, a, a kind of an AA speaker, right, who um, is quite famous in AA. Uh, he's he's long term sober. He knew Bill Wilson, who was a person who formed mm-hmm. Alcoholics Anonymous and, sure. and came out of the program. So we went to he, he was in Glasgow and he he did his uh, his share as as we call it and it you know mm-hmm. it was excellent as you can imagine. But then afterwards, people were going up to him with a copy of the book, which the book right it, that's what it's all based on, and asking him to sign it. And I'm like, dude. That's a wee bit like asking a minister to sign your Bible. It's just, you know. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. This is, you know, that, that's a bit, he's, he's um, you know, he's, sure he's been about a while, but he is just an alcoholic. He's just right. like the rest of us. You know, that's that's the whole point of this group. Yeah. <laughs> this thing that we do. Our Cosa Nostra. Um, one of, one of the funniest things that I've heard, and it's just so on brand and I've, I, I can't think of anything that compares to it is whenever Maria Bamford does a, a meet and greet after her shows, her fans will get them, will, will get her to sign their medication bottles. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, there's nothing better than that. There's no, that like. Is- that is weak. That, that is that is like getting uh, it's like bringing a kitchen knife to an O.J. Simpson book uh, signing and just like if you don't mind sharpieing that one up, that would be great. Um, if you go and see Half Man Half Biscuit, and although mm-hmm. I have a pair, I've never taken them to one of the gigs, but um, you will see lots of people turning up with Joy Division mm-hmm, oven gloves, mm-hmm. um, beautiful, and, and and waving them throughout throughout the song. <laughs> but I I I don't I don't. I've not taken them a gig, but I do own a pair of Joy Division oven gloves. 
Um, which I once caught Sally attempting to lift something at the oven with them. Like, don't! He's like, they're oven gloves. The fucking Joy Division oven gloves. Yeah. They're, not, they're, not, you know, they're not for that. Ian Curtis yeah. didn't die for this. The uh, I don't know how many Catherine Wheel shows you've been to, but I was shocked by the number of people that just unfolded a piece of paper and pointed to the stage that that said Fripp. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, same as if you've ever got to see spiritualized. Everybody sits down. Mm-hmm. It's just the most bizarre thing. Oh. I mean, it's, it's drug music, right? Yeah. Everybody who's there is on drugs, which is yeah, yeah, enough, yeah, yeah. But everybody just sits down, and you're like, "This is weird." It's uh, oh. one one of the best times I saw spiritualized. They were on a bill with Curve and Jesus and Mary Chain. Oh, my, that is so 1991. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> I, I can I can feel my hair growing into oh. It's uh so it it gets better. They did the venue perfectly. It sounds horrible, but they actually made it work. It was a uh, Sky Dome where the Toronto Blue Jays I, play. Yep, and and yep. what they did is they opened up the floor. So you're thinking, oh, the acoustics are going to be shit. They put huge draped curtains that kind of cu- kept the sound in down mm-hmm. below. So you, and they set up the stage on one end so you could go and dance in front of the stage if you wanted to. Or when Spiritualized was on, you could go back into the bleachers and sit and take in the entire light show. And it was just one of the most amazing. And then this was on the automatic tour for uh, Jesus and Mary Jane as well. So they were... Um, very crunchy, uh, very uh, – oh, it might have been Honey's Dead. might have been Honey's Dead. And um, so they had, like, equally aggressive lights. Curve was definitely pitching their light show for the medicated. It was very, very, <laughs> very cool. Yeah, I went – I was 14. I went to see a brilliant thing. Looking back, well, it was called the Roller Coaster Tour, and it was uh, the Jesus and Mary Chain, Dinosaur Jr., a very young blur. Nice. A yep. very young blur. Yeah. Um, and a couple of other kind of British indie bands from from that era, and nice. yeah, again, you know, the Mary changes blew my mind because the stage was, you know, it was dark, yeah. uh, and still actually, I mean, I, I saw Mary Chain what four years ago, the last time I saw them, and yeah, it's it's still the same. You go and see them, and they've got like a light on Jim, a light on William, and that's your that's your fucking lot, quite frankly, and it's just darkness apart from that, but it works because that's you know that's what the music is. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> Before we get to the questions, oh, do some housekeeping here quick. Um, I post this is on Twitter and Facebook. If you got questions, you can reach out. Uh, again, we we the, the 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 anchor side of the show. There's there's no subscriptions on here, right? If you sign up on Anchor or if you look up the Crow Pod separate from the Heart and Hand feed, you get the show a day early. You get bonus content like uh, last week. We had both the Original NeilLennon.com shop, uh, the discovery mm-hmm. of, as yeah. well as uh, I posted an interview I did with uh, Maurice Adu from back in uh, 2014, which was pretty good. I dug that one out of the of the old archives. But you got mm-hmm. you got you got to get the Crow Pod separate. So you go to Anchor.fm uh, backslash Crow Pod, and you can also there as entirely voluntary, entirely mm-hmm. voluntary. But there there's different support levels of a but it's like a buck a month. Five bucks a month or ten bucks a month. If you do five bucks a month, I'll give you a live read once a month. If you do ten bucks a month, I'll give you a live read on every episode. So that's one hundred and twenty dollars a year, and I will talk about your business or your charity, or or I'll just talk about you. I will talk you up to your mates. 
for no fucking nice. reason whatsoever. I will just slip it in. Easy as can be. I'll be like, you know, the, hey, the, you know that one guy, Steven, on Twitter? He's a he's a nice cunt, you know? I don't know what his friends think about him, let me tell you. And I, for one, don't believe the allegation, Stephen. I, <laughs> nope. I mean, nope. That, that, nope. You have to be proven. You have to be proven. Yeah. No, not for me to get into that, my friend. I, I don't listen to gossip or read court reports, so you're absolutely fine as, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, don't visit me, but you're absolutely <laughs> fine. You know, I've, I've got young children, but don't don't visit. Yeah, you, no, should, it, you should do that, folks. Sign up. Go and, go and you know, yeah, buy, well, buy if, if, you either, if you do either one, just reach out, get in touch. Let me know what you want me to, to read off and... Give me an idea of what you're doing. If it, you know, if, it, if it's like an actual charity, I'll, I'll make sure, or your business, I'll make mm-hmm. sure it's well read. Uh, if it's something else, you know, you you gonna, whatever, you just reach I'll, out, you let us. I'll make, I'll make sure it's well read. I'll get Todd to do it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's what. <laughs> and he he has a professional. So, see, I got real voiceover talent here. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So real easy. But even even if not, don't don't forget to sign up at the show because yeah. you could listen. Fun stuff that you didn't hear last week yet. Exactly. Uh, Have you experienced erectile dysfunction but can't <laughs> afford it? Try Bryce's a- discount erectile dysfunction medicine. Can anybody afford a- erectile dysfunction? <laughs> Not because generally speaking, the moment you notice it is probably the last moment that right you really need it to happen. Yes. Like very rarely do you hear about guys going. You know, I was on the bus and I, was, I, did, I did have an erection. Thankfully, you know, that, rarely. Yeah, Thankfully. that does. That, it's generally you're at a moment where you really, really don't need it not to work. Yeah. You know that that's that's kind of. I don't even want to curse myself because everything else in my body's breaking down, so that fucking thing still works, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to say anything because I'll yeah, jinx yeah, myself. Yeah. You know, keep it, keep keep the blood going where it's supposed to go. I mean, mm-hmm. fuck, I mean, admittedly, it needs. I need to insert a, you know, a, a bike pump, um, and God, the the stuff I need to watch. But it doesn't matter. You know, it still still sort of works. Anyway, anyway. Uh, Tom Colshell, MMA. If you could kick an object into the crowd at an mm. SPFL match, which team would it be, and what object would they be receiving? Celtic and soap. Yay! <laughs> I'd like to kick. Uh, I'd like to kick uh, uh, one of those hair clippers into Neil Doncaster. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, any any ground that he happens to be in, uh, I'd be quite happy to just 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 take a wee hint here, Neil. Eh? You know, happen to ha- also. Oh, you watched the game Saturday, lads, and I'm sure our listeners did. Mm-hmm. Um, Dundee, Paul McGowan, you're bald, okay? <laughs> you have a you have a hair island, and the fact that you might think, well, the the three parts of my head, the bit at the front has hair, and the bit at the back has hair, so therefore I don't need to worry about the big bit of skin that goes right across the middle of it. You're bald. Shave it all off. <laughs> be a man about it. Yeah, there, there, there's times I miss Brandon Barker's uh, ode to Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's grown it back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, he, he's he's grown it back. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still. What's it been? Uh, what are we on? Six days now. Six mm-hmm. days since he since Lee Griffiths uh, kicked a smoke bomb into mm-hmm. a crowd of people 
mm-hmm. on on camera, yep. in front of God and everybody. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard one, one of the usual suspects say word fucking one about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy how that happens. Right. Crazy. But you got a yeah. couple of drunk guys on a bus. Yep. Or, you know, Alfredo yep. Morales being, you know, black and from Colombia. Right. You know, like that. That's enough. That's mm-hmm. enough for a years long campaign uh, denigrating a man. But Lee Griffiths, who's uh, what a uh, convicted racist and a uh, drug addict. And I mean, mm-hmm. let's I mean, he's a nonce. <laughs> um, well, you know, let's I don't think that we should dress it up. That's what he is. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, he's. He's still redeemable. We still got yeah. Bill Lucky out here, right? Gentlemen, right, right, lock right, up right, your carry daughter's him phones. Into the promised land, man. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ! And I'm assuming Michael Stewart's ban from. I mean, he's obviously got to be told by the BBC. Yeah, not to be on yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, but it had to be over Gene, right? It, had to, it couldn't have been anything he said. Like on the I would assume it's for getting into a Grammy. With actual talent that the BBC I cares think about. It was, I think it was a combo. You know, I think yeah. it was the fact he was, he was the most complained person about on, on the BBC's complaints website. Um, <laughs> so, so you know, straight away there's a fuss about him. But then you're absolutely right. I mean, if somebody who works for the BBC has, you know, said that, but he, he had three or four days where he was just completely out of control. That's when he was trying to get me to uh, join him in a oh, debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he just he lost I mean, it, it was like it was like Alan Thompson on the backside of one man. Yeah, it was it, no, it was it was to the, to the point. I was hoping he would come out the next day and say I was really drunk last night because then you go fair enough. But if right. that was him, you know, normal. But uh, it, somebody gave me a row and, and he did it in good faith. So I'm not I'm not going to go with the guy. But um, he said to me, you know, David, you you need to respond in a more professional manner. And I said, well, first of all, mate, I'm not a professional, right? <laughs> um, right. Second of all, I need to re- I need to respond in the way that I see fit. And thirdly, you have to understand that I am not um, when I'm having a conversation with Michael Stewart. I'm not wanting to have Michael Stewart walk away thinking what a reasonable person I am. I want Michael Stewart to be lying awake at night, going a fucking cunt. Or, I can't fucking believe it, if I ever see him. So yep. you're yep. right. I am not responding in the way that you perhaps would, um, but I'm responding in a way that makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Which is always the most important part of what we do. I right? think so. Yeah, well, look, yeah. Twitter, Twitter is, we keep saying it, but people... It's not real life. It. It's no. not real life, exactly. <laughs> look out the window, that's real life. Mm-hmm. Twitter, no. So do I take Twitter seriously? No. Because otherwise I will end up being the guy lying exactly. in bed at night going... See, see this is the thing. Like, I witness murders on Twitter all the time. Or I witness an actual murder out my back door. Yeah. The murders on Twitter are much more fun. That one, there's still blood on the street because it has a brain doll fucking tent. There were times times in my old apartment in uh, in Toronto. And I I lived in an area of Toronto called Parkdale before it was the trendy, gentrified, go help yourself to a coffee and a scone place that it is now. Like it was hobos and boarded up houses and, and all that. And I would be watching Law and Order uh, on my television, and I would mute the television because the crime going on in the alley was much more intriguing than mm-hmm. what was going on that uh, Briscoe was uh, trying to solve there. Would it be fair to say that, in fact, you broke into the old apartment? 
<laughs> Sorry, you're a Canadian. You yeah. said the word's the old department. It's, mm-hmm. it, I think it's some sort yep. of law that I have to... The, the other time, my ex-wife, when we were in Toronto, she's a huge Bare Naked Ladies fan. She actually mm-hmm. made us go to the Danforth just because oh, yeah. it's mentioned in that song. Sure, she actually made me go to this place, the Danforth, which is a pretty cool wee area, actually. I was, you well, know, loads of well, you know, David, fresh, it's been... One week? Yeah, there since you go. Since we did oh, our pod. <laughs> That is the that is the uh, I love doing that to people where you go it's been and then they go God damn it now that's in my head yeah. and it's it's yeah, the well, only other the only other song that does that is when you walk up to someone with Smash Mouth in your back pocket and you just go some <laughs> no oh no no I think, it, I, I think here is here is one that you're all going to be walking away from um not I don't know if it counts a song but I, all I need to do is the first three words of this and everybody will have it in their mind for the next 24 hours. Got it. In West Philadelphia. Beautiful. Uh, sweet. On the playground. <laughs> right. See, that's you all the way. That's mm-hmm. all you need in West Philadelphia. That's I, all. Uh, I, I had uh, a dinner with uh, with friends of ours just down the street and, and uh, my buddy um, uh, it's a it's a lovely couple. They got three kids. Their kids are great. And um, the kids have gone to bed and so we had been basically having beers since three in the afternoon. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And uh, so by the end of it, I'm a little sleepy. So it was just kind of like, uh, I'll let you play this next game. I'm just going to rest my eyes for a second. He's going through his songs and stuff. And the thing that woke me up, and I had no idea that a father of three would have this in his catalog, I'm suddenly awoken to body count, body count, body count, body count. <laughs> and uh like, Oh, now we're having a conversation. And uh, yeah, damn, wasn't that logged in my head basically for the next 48 hours. It was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. We've spoken about this before, that the, the, the rest homes of the future are going to be very interesting places yes. when they're playing the music for, for the oldies. <laughs> you know? Oh, he loves a bit of body count before yeah. bed. Yeah. You? You love, you know, yeah. Loves a bit of cop killer. Yeah. Just loves Colin, that. you can't say that. Well, he says it. No, you he can't say it. that. <laughs> Uh, Gavin Riddick chimes in. Josh Windass. Discuss. <laughs> Must we? What? Josh uh, Windass. Dribbling uh, dumbass. Yeah, Josh Windass was a player up. for Rangers. The thing is, right, there's, there's two examples here I want to bring forward to this conversation because I was thinking about this the other week. You've got Josh Windass and Yanis Hadji both of whom sons of footballers, both of whom grew up in comfort, right, because their, yep. their dads were successful, both of whom uh, got opportunities in the game. Let's not kid ourselves. You know, they, mm. they had to have talent not, and they not, both not do. But, no, no, but, they, but it's, it, it is more straightforward. It's, you know, of course, if your father can do something for you, of course, it would be, it would be a bad father not to, right? So yeah. doors opened up for them. Now, Yanis mm. Hadji takes the fact that all of that, and he uses it to drive himself to be as good as he possibly can be. Manager said, you know, you've got to drag him off the training pitch, and even then he'll go in and go and talk to the, you know, the sports science guys, or he'll go and talk to the video guys. Just He's constantly on it. Stays really humble, just works so hard for his team. Quiet guy off the park. And his dad was fucking Georgie Hadji, okay? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but Josh Windass grew up comfortable, got to play football, half arses his career, 
clearly had been told all through his life how special he was and how brilliant he was going to be. Yeah, you you, you don't have that, a Barnet like that without being told that you're very, very special. Yeah. Goes, <laughs> it, goes in the huff at Rangers because Rangers accept a two and a half million pound bid for him. Thinks that the two and a half million pound bid for him must have come from the lower end of the Premier League. Finds out, no, it is in fact a championship side. Must be a top championship side. No, finds out it's from the team who finished 16th the year before, Wigan. Goes to Wigan and fails. Goes to Sheffield Wednesday and fails. Does any of this teach Josh Windass humility? Does it fuck? (laughs) Why can't you lazy fuckers go get a job? Yeah. What you know, just somebody that, the, an example of somebody who got everything handed to him and then doesn't know the value of anything, doesn't mm-hmm. work hard, doesn't give you everything he could do. Well, he, he's yeah, he's, he's definitely one of those people, if you're like, how much is a pint of milk? He would not have a fucking clue. No, not have a right. fucking clue. <laughs> everything always done for him, told forever how, you know, and, and the, the, the annoying thing is, is he is talented and had he worked the way that somebody like Hadji works, mm-hmm. he would have been a you know a far more successful footballer, mm-hmm. but he just doesn't want it. He just doesn't want it enough. And then he's yeah. got the fucking cheek to sit on Twitter and lecture other people about their lives. Get to fuck. Yeah. Oh, what was this? Dave, Dave Curry, 86, long-time listener. Give me the photos of a period of a Celtic player who... <laughs> God damn it. Who appeared... <laughs> Who appears to be the love child of Mick Hucknall and Rocky Dennis. It got, <laughs> it got me thinking about other ugly footballers. So who would make your ugly 11 and would he make it? That was a very unfortunate person. <laughs> right. His, his name is Owen Moffat and he plays for Celtic. And initially when somebody sent me the photograph, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was photoshopped. Right? <laughs> I did. I genuinely did. And yeah. it isn't. That's how he looks, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I did debate for a second, will I tweet this? Because, you know, I'm, I'm taking the mic out somebody's look. And then I figured, fuck it, if they're going to put me in the front of the papers anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you stole the sheep, you might as well shag it. So yeah. uh, I just decided <laughs> you know, to, to go for it kind of thing. And he is an intensely ugly young man. I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a very talented and nice fellow and all that, all that shit. But he is an intensely ugly young man and a comedically ugly young man. Mm-hmm. And yes, we're a more caring, sharing society. But the day I'm not allowed to call a Celtic player ugly is the day that we hand in our jacket, uh, my right. friend. But <laughs> ugly footballers, right? They're not, you know, we've got to have... Now, are we doing the thing where we exclude people from like before 1974 because they all look like minors? Yeah, they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's, I love that whole era, like going, it's up through the mid to late 80s, where 27 year old men, <laughs> right, look like, look, look, look like they just came off a long haul <laughs> yeah. where um, they killed six hookers, came home to the wife. Mm-hmm. You know, like where the fuck's my dinner? Like right. they, they, they yeah. all look forty-eight with six kids that they really don't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's just God. But two it's words: incredible. bubble perm. Yeah. <laughs> as as soon as you got one of those on but, your head. But you know what, though, those men when they lost their hair, they didn't hide it. weren't trying to cover it up. Mm-hmm. weren't no. weren't going out and boy uh, didn't get hair plugs. Uh, they they uh, started it, that ring cool came models. in. They grew the mustache. They like Well, um, there's a great Alex Ferguson story about his time at Aberdeen. He hated perms, apparently. Absolutely hated them. And Neil Cooper, remember? Former Jed as well, sadly. Yeah, no longer yeah, yeah. Um, when he got into the first team squad, 
Ferguson took my side and went, is that a perm? And he went, no, my hair's curly. And he's like, right, okay then. Um, and he said he genuinely was like, is that a perm? Um, and it reminded him to to tell the first team squad, no perms, right? Mm-hmm. You're not allowed a perm. And a, a few months later, one of their top players, because it was very, this is the Kevin Keegan era, you know? Um, right. It was very, very trendy to, to have a bubble perm. Um, one of them came in with a perm. And apparently all the other players, Alex McLeish um, told this story in the Heart and Hand interview. One of the, the other, he said to him, he's like, oh, you better, the gaffer will go mental when he sees that. He's like, ah, he's only kidding. You know, what's he going to do anyway? I've had it done. He made him train in a balaclava. Beautiful. Un- <laughs> Beautiful. Until he went and got his hair shaved. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, which nowadays is just safety precautions. Yeah, that's all that is. Um, I don't, I don't know who all you're thinking goes into this, but Stevie Fulton's the captain. Stevie Fulton, yeah. Yeah. I was at a Kilmarnock Falkirk game years ago, and my friend's a Kelly fan, and and uh, you know, so he said, "Do you want to come down one day?" I said, "Sure," you know, go along. Before there was all this kind of, there wasn't as much hate in Scottish football then. And uh, so I'm sitting watching, and the Falkirk fan started singing, uh, you know, about how ugly he was. And he goes over there and he kind of, you know, I think he gave them a V sign or something, but he, he motioned, he made a gesture. So the ref runs over and books him and the Falkirk fans, the eternal credit, started singing, booked for being ugly. You got booked for being ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, fair fair play to them. But yeah, Fulton, Fulton tops He's the list. I mean, poor guy. He, he was not bonny. Um, who was that? Uh, who was that? Oh, shit. The, uh, Hector, older, no, older H- H- Hector Herrera, the the yeah. Mexican. Uh, Mexican. Just that his head's tiny. It's so mm-hmm. fucking small. He's got normal oh. sized ears and a normal sized nose and normal yep. sized jaw. His head's that you know just that big. As you as you mentioned it, it, he immediately came to my mind now, and it was just on the back of uh, of of the Euros. Pepe looks like Pepe looks yeah. like uh, Ben Grimm coming back into the thing right like like he became the thing and then he kind of dropped back but he hadn't really got to full ben Grimm again so now he's still mm-hmm. kind of like this hybrid of the thing and ben Grimm. um just he has eyebrows you could hide under in the rain i guess <laughs> i would also like to an honorable mention for newcastle united midfielder john joe shelby oh um, he is unfortunate who, who looks like the character from the hills of eyes yeah so, yeah, 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 not one of the good ones. No, not one of the good ones. <laughs> not, not, not one of the stars. No, yeah. um, he would, he would be up there. Uh, so yeah. uh, who's who's the the uh, Sully Muntari? He now nah, see, th- there is still a thing with players from certain countries who've obviously lied on their birth certificates, where yeah. they say they're twenty seven, but they're clearly thirty nine, <laughs> and, and he was one <laughs> of those kinds of players. That's, um, I don't think you're allowed to say that. Uh, are you? No, I don't know. I did. <laughs> well, you are. You're, you're yeah. in America. Yeah. You know, but uh, but yeah, no, it's it, it's true. I mean, it, it did go on. There's no point pretending it didn't. It you know, it went on for years. We know this. It's probably less likely now that sports are because what are you supposed to do? Cut them open and count the fucking rings? You know, if somebody's yeah. got a birth certificate saying they're that age, but I think we've all seen you know wonder kids. Uh, at clubs and they're like the 17 year old and you're like oh wait the fuck you know there's no way he's 17 um, no, 
the Saudi Arabia team in 1980. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. They had fucking <laughs> <This> is... <laughs> beards. <laughs> like yeah, no, they they drop their kids off in the family section there yeah. real quick. <laughs> uh, I, although there's a bit of me that admires Saudi Arabia so wanted to win the under sixteen World Cup that they sent you know the only thing that was under sixteen feet maybe <laughs> that was their understanding of it because these these were men these were yeah. big strong men. Oh, let's see, David S. You could be invisible for a day. How would you spend it? Uh, well, I'd like to avoid the the kind of cheap and obvious, you know, mm-hmm. in, uh, uh, lady showers thing. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to, but I'm probably not good. No. Um, so instead, men showers. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. Where would I go if I was invisible? Oh, oh I know where I'd go. <laughs> go yep. tell me. Um, next old firm game, Celtics net. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's a great idea. Just, just yeah. on the pitch, in general. Yeah. Whoops. Um, he went down with no one near him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that kind, yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, that that's a great idea. I'm trying to think. We're, probably someone that you couldn't get into otherwise. I think that's well, like the, like like a, like a bank vault, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like a bank vault or no, but probably. Well, yeah, fuck it. That's, oh that's a sensible use of it, isn't it? I just uh, imagine walking around Mar-a-Lago, like just yeah. just the amount of old syphilis that is just floating around in that place. Like number just, of swollen testicles. Walking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bouncing around. Boy, oh boy, just like. Like uh, Donald Trump be going through his morning routine and he would just be like, you know, getting his the help would be pushing everything into place for him and Spraying cleaning under there and getting his face all orange. And uh, he would just be in there. Who keeps saying ew? Who keeps <laughs> who keeps saying gross? Not gross. I'd probably I'd probably nip into the Rangers training center and steal Stephen Gerald's jacket. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. I absolutely would. I mean, I've tried it. So I've tried it when I'm not invisible. Yeah. No, it's it's amazing because you get all these fucking kids at English Premiership games and they all have their signs now saying, "I love you, Ronaldo. Can I have your shot?" But as I ask Stephen Gerrard, "I love you. Can I have your jacket?" and I got thrown out. Now, I don't see how that is justice, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, think it was that. It was that when they said no, it was that you asked, well, can I smell it then? Mm. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Uh, let's see. Just a Jairus fan asks, was Celtic now top of the <laughs> the updated X points table? Are Jared and the team as well giving up now with the Angeball Express clearly powering full steam ahead? And what's our favorite useless thing Celtic have celebrated since fucking their 10? I I, uh, I, I love that. I look forward to this weekly update of mm-hmm. the, the, the X points table from it's some Celtic analytics nonce VL fuckface on Twitter. And it's just like, okay, cool. But, uh, we're still six points behind that we've played like See, shit. <laughs> that's, that's the thing about expected points. I expect Rangers to have maximum points. Yes. It doesn't mean that we yes. actually have them. Right. You know, it's, you know, because we lost and we drew oh. a couple. So, you know, that's 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 where the points mm-hmm. that we don't have have gone. Yeah. It's just a bizarre thing to cling to. And it's the kind of thing you don't cling to when you're successful. Um mm-hmm. You don't. But the most useful, uh, the most useless thing they've bought in their post tender book has to be James McCarthy. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. Is, is he going to get out there? <laughs> um, well, brilliantly at the weekend, you know, Ange Ball, which as a style of play, right? I'm mm-hmm. not, not going to be... I'm not going to be uh, obtuse about it. It is a style of play, and it relies on really fast, hard-pressing, 90 minutes, non-stop running. You know, kind of, Liverpool are a, a good example of that. Um, mm-hmm. And to play it, he had on Saturday James McCarthy, David Turnbull, and Tom Rogic. Yeah. Now, yeah. you couldn't you could make an athlete work. out of the three of them. No. <laughs> yeah, but the best thing about McCarthy is that they're paying him 20 grand a week and for reasons known only to them, they've given him a four-year deal. Now, this is a guy who in the last five seasons had played less minutes than Callum McGregor played last season. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, Saturday he look, uh, Sunday, he looks unfit. And at halftime, he gets taken off and they're like, oh, he's injured. And it's like, well, yes, that's what he does. And it's I, not I, his fault. I think he's only twenty grand a week because you should have known this. His, his ex poppy is higher than the number of games I expect him to play this year. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just the most utterly bizarre thing that they that they've decided to do. Um, because it's one of those ones where you're like, well, he's always broken, and then you sign him and he's broken, and you go, wow, he's broken. And it, well, yes, that, you know, that's, yeah. you know, it's kind of like if I go out. And I, you know, walk to the local dump and I say, can I have that broken fridge? And they say, sure. And I take it home and plug it in and it doesn't work. I don't think I can return to the dump and say, yeah, that fridge doesn't work. Because <laughs> I think there's got to be some inherent understanding on my part at the start of what I was getting myself into. Similarly, if you date a psychotic woman for or man for mm-hmm. the, you know, for <sighs> there's a. A reputation that that crazy ladies have for being good at certain things. Ah. Don't complain two months in when she's phoning you four hundred times a day and throwing paint on your car. That's that's the the old rule number one: never put your dick in crazy. Yeah, Yeah, because there will be a price to pay for it. So yeah, yeah, you can't you you can't then turn around and and complain about this. You you Mm -hmm. knew what you were getting into, and that's that's exactly what Celtic have with James McCarthy. So I would say he's he's up there with the you know they could have joined again instead. They've got Disco Lights and James McCarthy. Well done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I have to go back to the question because it's it's just a phrasing thing that has completely thrown me. It's the full steam ahead in it Mm. that just makes me think of the Tory MP on the election night special of Alan Partridge, uh, knowing me, knowing you, with Alan Partridge, where. that's the the there's it's full steam ahead from the by-election and uh, he just blows up the guy uh from the head slapping uh party because he just keeps <laughs> saying head slapping and i literally just pictured Ange just in a press conference it goes what we're having a problem with is head slapping no what we're having a problem with is head slapping no what we're having a problem with head slapping i just that's that's my dream moment right now. i i i did like his uh i've never seen a league over after seven matches it's like well yes but also, <laughs> in the 27 years since the Scottish leagues went to the three point for a win system, yeah, no one has ever won the league on 10 points after seven matches. No, and so... they won't. Uh, you know, I, I, I can understand his, his point of view, but when a manager starts coming away with bullshit like that, all you can do in a situation like that is say, look, long term project, not the start we wanted. However, you know, and take the abuse, but be bland. Right, yeah. that's all mm-hmm. you can do. Because if you then you'll be open to ridicule, and he, he couldn't help it. He said, "Well, I'm not going to pull up the stumps." And of course, everybody went, "It's not cricket, mate." 
you're in the wrong <laughs> fucking sport. Right. Um, and I, I actually feel for it. I mean, this is, you know, maybe I might lose staunch points, but I don't hate Ange Postacoglu. I, I think he seems a decent fella. I think he mm-hmm. seems a, you know, a big, kind of honest, reasonable enough guy, but he's so far out of his fucking depth, man. Yes. So yeah. far out of it. Yeah. See, and, and this is, and like, Ronnie Dyla was a prick and still is, right? Mm-hmm. And had we had anything resembling a normal team, never would have won anything. Oh, right? yeah. Um, yeah. Because he had no fucking idea what he was doing. Yeah. You, you know, and, and that's, but like you say, Ange, he seems, he's like, I don't think I'd have a pint with him if I ran into him at the airport just because mm-hmm. of, his profession. Yeah, but if he didn't, right. no, but if he didn't, yeah, but if he didn't play for Celtic, or he didn't manage Celtic. Yeah, you could probably yeah. see yourself mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. sitting and what a decent bloke he is. And the thing is that that club guys like him get chewed up and spat out. That's what they do yeah. to them, and that, that is what they'll do to him as well. Mm-hmm. Oh no, he'll be gone by December. I mean, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's I, the long term yeah, project. I, I, I don't think he's not seeing the New Year's old firm match. Nah, <laughs> no, no, he's no, not. He's not. not. I mean, if they were to, yeah, if they don't win. At the weekend, he could be in really serious bother already. Uh, our old friend Peter wants to know who has the worst pitch, Livingston or Conor McGregor? <laughs> for, for, for people it's who do not see, Conor McGregor, for some reason, threw out the first pitch at a Chicago Cubs game last week mm-hmm. and um, not only missed the plate, but actually sailed the ball all the way to the backstop about 20 feet wide of home plate, which is generally not you know not where you want the ball to be no 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 i would say and also look like a complete fucking jackass doing it because that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what he does but you know maybe it's he thought well normally i chuck myself to the canvas so in this mm-hmm. case i'll just chuck myself to the to the, you know chuck those miles away um i'm i'm so bored with conor mcgregor it shouldn't mm-hmm. still be a thing into I don't, and look, he can't yeah. fight. Like, uh, no. I, I, trust me. Like, came, look, I love seeing his, him get his ass beats. Awesome. Yeah, and I will. Mm-hmm. I will never get sick of him. Like, he broke his own fucking leg. Yeah. <laughs> There's a tipping point for that kind of sportsman, which is you know the hype machine. I think we saw it that we came with Anthony Joshua, incidentally. That mm-hmm. there's a tipping point of you sort of put up with it until it's and you have your suspicions. Uh, and you either like or dislike a guy because McGregor was entertaining, love him or loathe him, you know, and he brought a lot of eyes to the UFC, so you know, fair play to him. But um, there comes a point where you go, yeah, I was right or I was wrong that he, he's not very good, and we're way past that with Conor McGregor. You know, we mm-hmm. know what this guy is. So hearing him, and fair play if he can still make money doing it, but it, it, to me now he's just WWE. He's just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna. I hate that eye on your pay and I'm going to kill him. That's right. that's who he is now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Last one. Scotia, he wants to know which Scottish football personalities would make the best James Bond and Bond villain. Hmm. That's hmm. a, that's an interesting one. Um, yeah, best sure. Bond, that'd be Gerard, wouldn't that? Yeah. Mm. Just, just, yeah. Well, much as I love him, maybe not that voice. Um, yeah, I see what they have. Right. The Scouse, Scouse accents. Not yeah, the Scouse accent I, on a Bond, James yeah. Bond. They yeah. <laughs> can't have a Scouse Bond, so right. sorry. But it's just... Um, but who would make a good Bond villain? Um, that I'm would thinking be... of someone I would call the Diddler. 
<laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, uh, you know, he's not getting into the same kind of room that James Bond is in, is he? No, you know, the, no, the, no, no. The, the doorman is just standing there going, "Not, not tonight." So, it, it's like that bit in The Simpsons when he goes, "Good evening, sir. Would you please leave right now without a fuss?" That's what's happening when Griffiths tries to get into that Monte Carlo casino, unlikely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, yeah, Robbie Nielsen, I think, would be a good villain. He's got that sort of, you know, the kind of. The, the long split back hair and the you know the kind of thing, no. bit of a scowl going on. I could see him plotting to for world domination. I could also see like Neil Doncaster as like a cyber villain where he's got mm. minions because he just has that look of him of like he's been locked in a basement for several years and that's what he think a haircut looks like. Yeah, so I, I, I would. You could see I, I could see him as a sort of Buffalo Bill character, Neil Doncaster. Mm. Um, yeah. Or a one-hour one photo, probably more accurate. I think. Uh, right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Boyd would make a hell of a good villain. <laughs> like, yeah, the smile. Yeah. Like like one of the good send-up, you know, Bond yeah. Bond villains. Not not, so, not, not, the, not the one that's taking himself too seriously. So there would be there'd be Bond strapped to the table, you know, with the Goldfinger laser going up, goes and he's winching, 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 and uh, then he just looks at Chris Boyd as the villain going. This is pretty comfy. He goes, yeah, I brought the mattress back from America. Yeah, this is, yeah Boyd with a great big smile there would be would be pretty cool. But um, again, you know, Boyd would make a good Bond if it wasn't for the fact he's from Ayrshire. Now I'm from Ayrshire. Right. None of us James Bond. Right. Yeah, we just right. don't have the accent for it either. But mm-hmm. uh, no, I, I think that, that there would be some 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 decent ones in there um, mm-hmm. to be able to. Well, I think, you know, everybody wants a minority bond now, so and we could go even further abroad and get Glenn Kamara to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's so slinky. He out Idris's Alba. That is nice. I think Glenn Kamara would also make a magnificent shaft. Oh, shut your mouth. (laughs) No, can't you imagine Glenn Kamara coat in a hat? Be beautiful. Just yeah, yeah, I got, I, I can dig it. You know. Yep, I can dig yeah. it. <laughs> What's the name? It's Shaft. Glenn Shaft. Shaft. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I could, I could see him. I could Glenn see him being Shaft. pretty good. That's it. And it's a compliment. <laughs> I fucking love Shaft. It's a magnificent Glenn movie. Shaft. So, that's his new nickname. Get rid of this fifty grand thing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Pass that along at the presser for us. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, ask tomorrow. <laughs> just everybody now on Twitter from now on, just call him Glenn Shaft. That's it. Glenn Shaft. <laughs> Glenn Shaft. I I can see him. I, in fact, I'm gonna buy him a fur coat and a fedora. <laughs> Right, I'm just going to turn up at one of the games. And go, Could you put this on? And of course, he's going to say no. And I'm going to just, just, just do it. Right. That's one thing that we've lost. See, back in the day, back in the 80s and 90s, any footballer would wear anything for a photo shoot that you asked them to. That's why. See, but you're, you're going to walk him with a coat, and he's going to be like, what, what the fuck is it with this guy in coats? Why doesn't he stop about the coats? Oh yeah, they, well, I'm obsessed about clothes. It's one of the things that happens when when you're ugly is that you know clothes doesn't matter what kind of clothes you wear, you don't you don't look attractive. Oh. But a coat, you can you kind of feel oh coats and God. shoes, you know. So that a Glen shaft. When oh God, okay. So when you've got Glenn Kamara as a name, you sort of forget about how 
um, just how white the name Glenn is until you put Glenn Shaft. The other one that it just wouldn't work with at all is Colin Shaft. Right. You just could you know, you just, you could, can you imagine trying to have an action hero called Colin? Um, Save me, Colin! Yeah. It, it doesn't work, does it? I'm Shaft, Gary Shaft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the ladies call me Shaft, Peter Shaft. It's, you know... They'll just name Bryce. That's why he's called Jack Reacher, right? And yeah, not, yeah, yeah. And not Gordon Reacher, right? <laughs> because there are just some names that are just a wee bit too, you say, too, too white. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, well done, America winning the Ryder Cup, right? I'm smashing it, but. Are you making those guys? Because those names are not real. They're all called things like, you know, Trumbo Buttfuck the Third. Right, right, right. Somebody was who was it was talking? Like, I I think I could get behind the American team if, if, you know, maybe if they aren't all just stuck up. I was like, no, they're all assholes. Every single one of them is a fucking asshole. (laughs) Here comes Butch Butch Honcho the Ninth. Yeah, they've all got these made up names and the yeah. and the really fucking funny thing is golf you know some golf people have a reputation, I don't want to say all of them, but um for certain views that are quite archaic when it comes to matters of um race. Mm-hmm. And they take the piss at you know black people for having names like, you know, Dishon one and things like that. Well you're the guys that are calling your kids fucking Bedoinky. Um, and, and yeah, I don't think you get to do that. I don't think you get to complain about stupid names. Here comes Todger Furman. What? Yeah, right. What a fucking name. Brock Crocker. Yeah, Brock Crocker. You know, it's, it's like, no, you don't get to do this. You don't get to take the piss of anybody's naming conventions, considering that you've just decided, can we get something that sounds like some form of SUV? Yeah. And um, name our child after it. Here comes Canyon Thompson. Canyon Arrow. <laughs> Twelve yards long, two lanes wide. And I'm convinced that none of those Americans of uh, golfers have parents. They were all growing in a lab the way the Soviet Union used to do with a gymnastics team. After you got beat in the Ryder Cup several times in the nineties, you went away to a lab, possibly in Wyoming, and you built these guys because they're so fucking on brand that it hurts it's like hey i'm a major right-wing asshole and you're of course you are mate i've got to deal with nike in which i have made sure that they have to make sure two thousand kids die a day to make this one putter yeah that's who these guys are and they're so fucking on point it's like somebody wrote a movie and decided we need to make the most american golf caricature we possibly can and mm-hmm. there's now 12 of them although right. they are unfortunately very good at golf, which is a bit of a bit of a drawback. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it was kind oh, of nice it? that that being over, like after the first session yep. on Saturday, though. Really, All joke aside, I'm I'm not a huge golf fan, but I will watch the Ryder Cup. I always enjoy the Ryder Cup, and it's generally at least competitive. That yeah. was a yeah. fucking massacre. No, that, that was yeah, yeah. Uh speaking of maskers, hopefully we got two coming up for us this week. Mm-hmm. 
uh, yeah, the right uh, way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be clear, be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I mean, I know it's the wrong team from Prague, but fuck it, fuck all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, uh, I, I just assume they're all racist shite bags now. So, yeah. and, and honestly, it's probably right. I mean, well, they have their stadium mm-hmm. closed on um, Thursday because of racist yes, chanting. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I, I don't think it's a huge stretch. To, no. no. Uh, I, I have a confession. This entire year and a half of pandemic and, and political theater that has been upon us has made me way more racist. And uh, what it is, is I'm racist against white people now. Like as soon as I hear anyone speaking in a southern drawl, I went, this fucking goober is going to be a problem. This <laughs> is going to be bad. Um, when I see the guys that look like everyone I went to high school with wearing ball caps and, and cutoffs, I'm like... I think I got to get the family out of here. This yeah. is not going to be good. I'm going to take my vaccinated ass out. So yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm I'm genuinely racist against people. Mm-hmm. You should be. Yeah, no, I just yeah, I, I don't like people. Yeah, uh, that that's why if you make a brilliant impression on me, a ten out of ten impression on me, at best just out seven out of ten because everybody starts at minus three. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's that's genuinely why, you know, at best, people go, you know, oh, David, why don't you have as many close friends? And that's why. Because to, <laughs> to get into the category of being allowed in my house, you need to be 13 out of 10, which is impossible. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you are like the anti-we-rate dogs. Yeah. 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 I'm speaking, like, you know, speaking two, of my dogs pacing two out right ten. now. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let, 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 yeah. For a walk. You want let, to walk? Go yeah, I think that you're <laughs> absolutely correct. Good. Let's, all right, go over there. Go, hold on. She, she's Give me got like a good two point. minutes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, like I said, at, at the show, go over there. God damn it. <laughs> good girl. Good girl. Um, at the show and whatever, I'm, I'm working with uh, David's Colin to hopefully finally fix the Apple problem because I have no, again, I don't do Apple products and i have no idea how to use them i don't have an itunes account which apparently you need to do all this crap who the fuck has an itunes account in 2021 i I don't understand i I do you gotta have some kind of apple account you're so retro todd i know so retro todd do you know how to do this thing do you know how to get the show on apple i don't know how to do yeah 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 we'll talk off air this doesn't they don't need to be in our production absolutely fucking colin you absolutely Lose Absolutely it. fucking brilliant. You ask a guy three and a half thousand miles away that you don't know other than a bloke that you do a podcast with every fucking week. That is just the most crow pod thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, you, you know, there, there, there was something I was talking to a person this weekend since Colin has the, the, the sickness. He was like, yeah, I got it. And the only thing I lost was my sense of taste. I was like, oh, so your brain completely rewired itself. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all that happened. Like, don't, don't worry about that. Can't be yeah, so, deal. yeah, I, I I got COVID and all that happened is my leg fell off. Totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Uh, so anyway, uh, anchor.fm backslash profile. Like I said, if you want to do the, the sponsorship things, you go on there. It's real easy. If you got questions, you can reach out to me. Todd, you can find all of his stuff. Hey, it's TBA.com. Find him on Twitter at Hey, it's TBA. Thank you, Todd. Pleasure to be here. Good to talk to you. And David, of course, uh, on less things heart in hand, because apparently he's got staff back or something. I don't know. And uh, Twitter at uh, Ibrox Rocks. Thanks, David. Yep. The man they tried to cancel. <laughs> hey, what, what are they on? Day 21 of their internal investigation? Yeah, day twenty one of the reviews. But if nothing, if nothing else comes out of this and and stuff, well, that's three weeks I've spared you, Keith Jackson column, folks. Yes, beautiful. 
I love it. I love it. Uh, so that'll do it. Uh, we'll definitely be back next week. I don't know. I might do something in between now and then, so we'll see. But uh, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Some people call me the space cowboy. 